0: and gentlemen, welcome to The Psy Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Psy. And welcome to another edition of the Sci Effect Radio Show I am your host, Sai, And I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show um, today, I have Dr. Kiki Hurt, M.D. Dr. Hurt is a personal health consultant and founder of Medicine Life and A Little Laughter, a comprehensive wellness program that provides medical expertise and knowledge to help people lead healthier and happier lives. An author and board-certified anesthesiologist, trauma-critical care anesthesiologist, and an internal medicine physician, Medicine Life And a little laughter grew out of a more than two decade career spent studying the management of acutely dying patients. And Dr. Kiki is here to share her method and the music behind her method. Uh, We'll be right back with Dr. Kiki, her MD, right after this quick break. Tune into the Sci Effect Radio Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your hot topics, hot interviews, and hot music. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Effect Radio Show. See you there. We're going to welcome to the show. Dr. Kiki Hurt. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hurt, for coming on the Sci-Effect Radio Show. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. I know you're busy, and I thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come and talk to us. No, thank you for inviting. I'm totally excited about talking with you guys today. Really excited about this. And, you know, when I first encountered your website, I was in awe because of your method of medication, laughter <laughs> and music. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to travel to go to her and bring my boom box because (laughs) (laughs) I I loved it. I loved it, and I have been so excited to have you on the show. Now, what prompted you to go that route regarding healing with medicine, with music as medicine, and, you know, telling your patients, listen, you guys need to relax and go to a comedy club. Well, I mean, I've been practicing medicine for 14 years, and, you know i i really um i deal with all different types of people as far as you know levels degrees of illness from you know a little sick to probably 85% of my patients are like on death's door and mm-hmm. the ones that i've noticed over the years are, are that or i'm sorry is that the people that can just relax and that are uh, okay with whatever it is that's going on in their life they just have better happier lives even, you know, they have better, happier deaths, if, if you could say such a thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I just believe as a physician after, you know, many, many years watching, that stress plays more of a, um, a, a part in um, our situations than we really want to give it credit for. So if you can find a way to laugh things off, if you can find a way to deal with them, if you can, you know, listen to some music or jo- just go dance or just realize, hey, as long as you wake up tomorrow, you get to, you have the opportunity to write the story over or, or mm-hmm. at least find out what the ending is. But if Amen. you don't wake up tomorrow, you won't get to see the ending. You won't get an opportunity to rewrite the story. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, one day I said, hey, you know, patients are not necessarily listening when physicians say, hey, eat right, you know, sleep more, you know, do this, do that. But who doesn't listen to music? You know, mm-hmm. it's the one thing in my life that always it just gets into my soul, and, and it's a very... Um, uh, a great way for me to relax and just kinda heal or get into a mood or a space that, you know, it feels good. And and you know, when you get those tunes in your head, even if it's a tune you don't like, you can't get it out. And so, you know, I'm looking I'm looking around at what's going on today and kids love hip hop and a lot of the hip hop I really don't know the guy saying until I've heard the song about the third or fourth time. And you so you ain't the only one. I know, right? And then when you do figure it out, you're like, What Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I was saying. But then you keep saying it because it's in your head. And it's like, oh, exactly, huh, okay, okay, uh huh. Uh, uh, uh. So, you know, I was like, wow, you know, if, that, if that's the situation, then I can write a song about anything. You know, yes. I can
1: write a
0: song, you know, about green and white, green and white, green and white. And you just be like, hey, green and white, green and white. Who knows what green and white is? But, hey, if there you like to beat, you're just going to keep singing and you be bouncing to it in the club and in your car. Exactly. So I was exactly. Just like, hey. you know, did I start listening to, like, Hooks, right? Because uh-huh. I, I, I knew, you know, this, I, we're less than a year old, and I knew absolutely nothing about music. and uh, But, you know, I am a consumer, and so I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, just think about stuff that's in my head. And the one song that kept coming to me was, teach me how to Dougie, teach me how to Dougie. And I thought to myself, what the heck is a Dougie? And my friend was like, Cause I, you know, I'm a doc, so I'm always in my right. hospital stuff. So, you know, while other people are really paying attention to, you know, what's going on, I'm trying to keep people mm-hmm. alive. Right. And, uh, and, I, you know, I forgot. They're like, oh, it's Dougie Fresh. And I was like, really? Wow. I've been saying, teach me how to Dougie Fresh, I don't know how many years, and it never dawned on me what the heck it meant. I know, but you know what? If you think about it like that, then I was like, I could say stuff like, you know, check, 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 I check mine, you check yours. And as long you, as long as it's, it's delivered in the correct manner and as long as it has that beat and it the, the beat, the um track is not outdated mm-hmm. in terms that people are used then people are going to hear it. So I try and find, you know, um beats and tracks and things of that nature that kids want to hear or maybe they're already familiar with and, and those songs or that, that that um rhythm is already in their head and then mm-hmm. I've really spent a lot of time finding hooks that, you know, are catchy. So that, you know, the and, and really the message to whatever songs that Little means to Life puts out is in the hook. You know, it's not really in right. the song. And I've got, no. I've gotten a little bit better at it as we've gone along. Like I think in the beginning we put too much medical stuff in the song. But now if you listen, the medicine is in the hook and really at the end uh-huh. of the song. When with stuff in the middle it's just, you know, just the artist, you know, singing about whatever. Um, Well, that's ingenious. That whole method that you use is ingenious because I'm not going to lie, you had me going to check my freaking blood pressure. (laughs) I'm in public checking my blood pressure, humming the beat. <laughs> like, this is really working. I was playing your track over and over and over and over again while I was doing some work and scheduling other interviews and it embedded in my brain. And I'm like, okay, checking I'm telling my family, y'all need to check out blood pressure to make sure y'all okay, you guys uh, are with That's cool. So it's it's working and and I'm hoping that it will definitely click in these kids' heads by you utilizing the tracks that they're familiar with. You know, you have to trick our kids into listening and eating the right food and doing what we think that are best for them. You know, that's what I used to do. I used to trick my son. He's 18 now. I used to trick him into everything that he had to do to make sure that, you know, I used to sing songs about vegetables. I used to cut the vegetables into, you know, animals. Um, shakes and stuff for him to eat, and, you know, I tell my mom, I have lupus, and I tell my friends with lupus, you know, they always say, what do you do to stay so upbeat and happy all the time? I'm in pain. I said, you know what? I'm in pain, but I'm not going to allow my pain to hold me hostage. You know, I, I have fun. I laugh. I find time to laugh. We go to comedy clubs. I watch funny shows on television. I do things to take my mind state to another level, and in, instead of being depressed about my ailment, right, and right. it takes it takes a, a very strong person to re reprocess their thoughts. You know what I mean?
1: Because yeah. it's
0: so easy to stay in that mindset of, oh Lord. I'm sick. Oh Lord, my blood pressure is high. Oh Lord, my chest hurt. oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Because you know I see on Facebook people complain all the time about their pains. It's like, listen, I'm in pain. I don't want to hear about your pain too. You know, we got right. to shake this up. You know, you got to shake. I right. you know it's got to be something happy going on in your life. Let's right, we that. both can't be unhappy. One of us needs <laughs> to be happy. Exactly. Now, Doctor Hurt, let's give. The people from background. Where did you attend school? Well, I'm um, I'm from Tennessee, but I went to college at the University of Illinois and then I went to Rush Presbyterian which is also in Chicago for um, medical school and then I trained in internal medicine at Lutheran General. Then I trained in anesthesiology at the University of Illinois and then mm-hmm. I trained in critical care at Northwestern and then I taught at Loyola um, University in Chicago for a little bit less than a year, and then after that, I decided to go into private practice and wow. to uh, practice this I practice anywhere from Chicago to the West Coast, and mm-hmm. um, you know because I'm trained and board certified in three different specialties, which is rather unusual. Most doctors, you know, they stick to one specialty, but right. I, I love I actually love all of my specialties, and there was no one place where I could where I would be able to practice all of them. And so what I found was that, um, you know, by um, working for myself, I could do whatever I wanted. You know, mm-hmm. I could be an anesthesiologist this morning, a critical care doc tonight, or internist, you know, Saturday morning. Um, so, you know, I just, it's, I just manipulated the system around my lifestyle, which is yeah. that of freedom. You know, because, uh, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, you have lupus and your outlook on it and things of that nature. You know, I congratulate mm-hmm. you on that because so many people do get down and they're just like, oh, poor me, you know, I heard, I heard I hurt. Well, crying yeah. has never done nothing for me but get me wet. And Child. so I'm like, yeah. Preach.
1: Dr. Say that again. <laughs> Say that again,
0: Dr. Hurt. They need to oh, hear girl, it. You heard me crying get you wet, girl. It don't solve no problem. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you know and um, Medicine is really bad right now Not only for patients But for doctors as well And so I'm just like You know I'm, I'm not going to sit around here And cry about it I'm going to do What makes me happy What makes me happy Is being invited Into the lives of my patients Being given the opportunity To you know Participate And to you know Educate And to learn from them And to share And just to grow You know Because medicine Is definitely a practice And every time I see a patient I see somebody that's a family that's a friend. Oh. You know, that you know, I see some somebody that's important to me. And so yeah. that transition happens very quickly, particularly when they invite you in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like because of that it's like okay, you know, I got I have to always make sure that um I'm at my best. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have time to be down. I don't have time to cry. And so I, I'm there to comfort you. I'm there to try and help you. That's I figure in this lifetime we all have uh, a gift or we have something that we're supposed to do. And I think yeah. mine is that of being the vehicle used to heal. I don't heal anybody. God does that. But mm-hmm. God has, has used me, uses me as a vehicle, I feel, to be there. Sometimes it's there so that you can live. Sometimes it's there so you can pass on to whatever yeah. that level is. So, but, you know, what? you should ask me questions because I'll just keep talking. Even if and my I'm enjoying pain, it. I just keep on talking. You be like, <laughs> you know what? I am really surprised that you're talking this much, being that you worked the midnight shift and you're talking to me right now so early in the morning. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm whatever you want to say. I'm open. I don't want to cut you off because you are on a roll right now. You <laughs> know, this is just me. I'm very passionate about medicine. I love medicine. Yeah. You know, regardless of what's going on with the po- political side of it, I love medicine. Mm-hmm. I love. Taking care of patients is just something that I love. I mean, and it's so refreshing, so. Doctor Doctor Hurt. It's so refreshing because you know I myself and you know other people. I'm involved in a lot of um, different groups, cancer um, group on Facebook, and um, of course the lupus groups on Facebook and with the foundation. And that it that is a, a huge gripe from the patients is that the doctors aren't sympathetic. You know, they think their pain is in their mind, and it's refreshing to know that there are doctors out there, there are sympathetic that do care and do want to do their part to help and not treat a patient like a number, you know? Right, right, right. And that's that's been my issues, you know, of dealing with a lot of physicians. And, you know, you physicians go through your frustrations and I take all of that into account, too, when I go to the doctor. I think about, you know, what else they're dealing with besides me and how many other patients. And, man, what if somebody just passed away on them and they're, you know, upset about that and, you know, I'm feeling that energy. You know, I think about all of those things that physicians go through. And, I, Dr. Hurt, I have to thank you for, for doing what no, you're doing thank you. you. What or who influenced you to choose a career in medicine? Well, that's not like that. That story isn't one that's a great story, actually. But I will Mm -hmm. tell you uh, because I grew up in the South. I was raised by my great grandmother. My parents were both in the army, Mm -hmm. and so my great grandmother, who, you know, in 1969 um, we still had the Jim Crow laws and things of that nature, and uh, my great grandmother was um, had just gotten off the plantation. And stuff like wow. that and, and believe it or not Television was like Really still Something kind of new You still put the cord On the TV And you banged on it To try and You know Get the fuzziness Out of it And all those Oh things. yeah Oh yeah <laughs> Right See somebody remembers that and Oh so, yeah we had, Actually we had to Set a TV on top Of the TV For it to work because right. It needed some weight It needed some weight yep. On the top <laughs> mm-hmm. We had the Rabbit ears Antennas And stuff like yeah. that and Yeah So yeah, you know, But my grandmother She grew up at a time Where you know, she was really afraid that, hey, you know, somebody was going to steal us, me and my sister, you know, because she was not too far removed from slavery. And, you know, Martin Luther King had just gotten killed and all those things. So what all that boiled down to was that she made us stay inside a lot and watch television. And, you know, she didn't believe in those kids. <laughs> she didn't believe in Sesame Street. She she was like, no, you got to watch. You know, number one, she believed that coke was a real thing because that's all they did back then. <laughs> So she was like, no, we ain't watching Sesame Street. We're going to watch Edge of Night, One Life to Live, (laughs) General Hospital. She was like, uh. She said Sesame Street was the devil. Sesame Street was the devil, baby. We we ain't watching that stuff. She was like, nope. So every show that I watched, it was like doctors. You know, that's all we watched all day long. You know? Edge of Night. Oh, my God. Edge of Night. I know. Wow, it's a flashback. One Life to Live, General Hospital. I mean, girl, you know. The, all those shows are still on television today, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, on, on TV today. And so it's just like, okay, I grew up with Erica Kane, you know, and Luke and Laura yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Everybody was a doctor. If they weren't a doctor, they were trying to be a doctor. And mm-hmm. so the flip side of that was the town that I grew up in, Halls, Tennessee, there were only about 1,000, maybe 2,000 people there. And um, you either you either worked in a factory or you chopped cotton. And so, Oof. you know, just like just like any other – you know, um, profession. You know, your parents. You know, they groom you for whatever it is that they've done, or just because you see your mom go to, go to work every day and she's a nurse, or she's a chef, or she's a street or whatever it is she is. Then mm-hmm. you, t- you know, kids tend to follow their parents' footsteps. And so, my great grandmother, she she taught us what she knew. So she got us a hole, which is an instrument, mm-hmm. and we got <laughs> us a learn it. It's past Friday, right. she got y'all a whole. She didn't want to make y'all one, though, right? Right. <laughs> she y'all. got us a And she was like, you know, she told us, hey, you know, you put on all these clothes and, you know, you got to watch out for the snakes, and you got to stay out of the sun and don't talk when you're in the cotton fields. And, you know, she told us how to do that. And, we, and I think I made, like, $20 working 12 hours. And um, wow. I, I even back by gender, I was going to say, this this job really sucks. Mm-hmm. You were <laughs> yeah, really, you know? really young, but you were smart to know that this is not the route I'm going to go. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I did not want to work in a factory because my, my mom, when she did get out of the Army, she hated it. And mm-hmm. it seemed like a horrible job to me. And so I was like, i got to find a way, you know, to something else to do. And um, the only thing that I knew was what I saw on television, which was, you know, people being doctors. And so, I mean, I don't know what I would have been if I would have known other things existed because I just didn't, you know. But I guess this is where, you know, this I feel like this is where God wants me. And no matter how far Global Music for Life goes or uh, MLL Medicine Life lasts, that's the name of my production company, um, mm-hmm. you know, I will always practice medicine. You know, I would just be able to practice it and do it for free so I could actually go to bed sometime at night. Right. <laughs> but I will always practice medicine because, you know, I have such a great love for it. But that's how I ended up becoming a doctor because, you know, that's what I saw, that's what I knew. And the profession that was passed down to me was not an option. You know, that just, yeah, you know, it was, it's like, no, I can't do this. It was the only option my great grandmother had, you know, and so that's what she did. But. Mm-hmm. You know, I think each generation you should get better than the one before. So, Absolutely. Are you the only doctor in your family? Um, I'm probably I'm the only person. There's like maybe one other person that finished college and. Wow. I don't think there's not so many people. See, you have to recognize that in my family. Like, I taught myself how to read, so a lot of times I don't really like to to speak publicly mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. um. In my family, it was what was important was working, mm-hmm. and we were so close to slavery. And so, because working was so important, they were like, "Why are you in school?" And I'm like, "Why are you um, reading?" So you know, I wasn't really allowed to read. So wow. that, there was no emphasis on that. And when I was when I decided to go to college, I had no clue, really, what college was or that you could get scholarships. Like I had like I, I had a 4.0 GPA, but I had no scholarships because I didn't know how to apply or to apply. Wow. And I wasn't really encouraged, and you know, so it's just like I have no clue how I got from point A to point B, but I know God got me there. Yeah, He did. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he I did, did not yeah. know that they, that, that there were like um you know African American schools, and I didn't know they existed until I was almost done with medical school because no one ever used the term Howard, Hampton, So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. you know. And yeah. so it's just like people take things for granted. But when you grow up in an environment where people are like, "Why are you in school still? It's been a year. Why are you mm-hmm. still in college?" You're like, yeah. a "College is four years, Mom. Now let's go into your track. Take care of that. How was that inspired? Obesity. Well, uh, it's very simple. You know, um, I have a lot of friends who have lupus, sarcoidosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I can't even think of all the other diseases that are like um, anti that are like when you, uh, the autoimmune system has gone wild. Yeah. And a lot what I is what I noticed, what I noticed a lot of my friends that have this disease not all but quite a few is that many of them are overweight. Mm-hmm. And then just looking at a lot of my friends who have heart disease and just a lot of my patients who have heart disease a lot of them are overweight. And then people with back pain a lot of them are overweight. So mm-hmm. when I look at what's going on in America today. I'm like, you know, the the problem isn't um, isn't necessarily uh, the patient, you know, or that the, your body is like attacked itself. Is that you don't know how to take care of it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about it one day. I'm like, you know, let's 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 try and get people to understand. Hey, you know, pull back from carbohydrates because particularly with lupus, the carbohydrates, the gluten. Those things will just, like, cause flare-ups like crazy, and people don't even recognize it. And it's the little things, you know, just watching how foods affect your body. Like, I know that if I have um, some bread, my fingers will swell. Well, if you have uh-huh. lupus or if you have sclerodosis, and you know it's a, a you have to take prednisone to stop the inflammation, well, mm-hmm. what do you think will happen if you're eating bread and your fingers are swelling? It's going to cause mm-hmm. more inflammation, so your lupus right. will act up but everybody is different, different. everybody you know so you have yeah. to watch the foods that affect you you know cuz some people can eat bread and it's fine but i know that i can't so o- obesity and take care of that was inspired by watching the people around me dying from heart disease from lung mm-hmm. disease from lupus and sarcoidosis and you know all these different diseases where um people didn't recognize that foods are are chemicals and they have a chemical reaction in your body, and so you have to take care of that, you know. And yeah. so that's why, I, so you know, I'm like, okay, this is a hook, and now we gotta, we have to figure out a way that people will hear us. And so we made a, um, we made a regular video like you would see on like, you know, MTV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't all that interesting. And I actually used a uh, pole dancer because pole dancing is actually a, um, it's a. Olympic sport, but you know, it's the wrong way. So got rid of the pole dancer. You know you're a the I It's like oh that, that's not really working. So we better go back. I need another idea. Not every idea should be scared. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so I was like okay, let's try cartoons, right? And um, the cartoon worked because you can you know you can say you can pull the foods away and make it funny and you can have mm-hmm. the kids running and stuff. But it's very expensive to make a cartoon, and I didn't know that and so yeah, as a i did you it. it is much cheaper to make a video at your house with your camera yes like four times as much money to make a cartoon and mm. you know um my company is basically financed by me <laughs> and me and, right. and me. so um i was like oh okay so what what are me and me and me and me going to do so yeah. we went and found um you know which i prefer actually to do things um, to have people do things in America, but I could not afford to have those the, the obesity video made here in America. And so, um, if you go outside the country, you can find people that can, that will make the videos for you, um, and they charge you like two or three hundred dollars. You know, which wow. them, in America that video would have cost me four thousand dollars. Now, the only problem was, you know, the guy didn't really speak English, and I didn't speak Russian, <laughs> so. You, know, when you look off. at the video. I said, you know, because global is global. I want to bring all the nations together, all the people, right. nationalities together. You know, that's why our hooks. If you listen to our hooks, I try and put them in Spanish and English mm-hmm. and Japanese and whatever languages people can bring to the table. I want mm-hmm. the hooks to, you know, to be in those languages. And so, in trying to talk to this guy who spoke Russian, and I didn't, I had to use Google Translator. And I said, okay you know, give me a lot of kids that are, you know, maybe a little bit overweight, um. Mm-hmm. And when I got the video back, <laughs> he gave me the same kid with different T shirts on. I was like, that's not what I said. That was so and ridiculous. I was like, Well, I guess I won't be using Google Translate That <laughs> Google Translator get you in trouble. You lucky you didn't get some chickens, some pigs dancing around I there, some birds flying. No. You just don't even know because then we did the second one, and it was the second video we did called "I'm a uh, I'm a winner," and the hook is is not an option." And the, mm-hmm. the uh, rapper, when he seems to keep talking about lettuce bay, lettuce bay, you know, he's talking about money. And mm-hmm. so when the when this guy keeps sending me the video or you know the, his um, draft, I keep seeing le- uh, a bay of lettuce. I'm like, why do you keep throwing me a bay of lettuce? He's like, well, the guy keeps saying a bay of lettuce. I'm like that's money. He said money. So I was like, okay. And he spoke uh, Czechoslovakian. So I had oh, God, to I can't look at that that's language. Not... I had to look at that language. And then you know, it's, it's not just about putting your words in and then transporting it to that person. You need yeah. to also have it retransferred back to you. Because, oh God. Because, because if you don't, then it still says something wrong, or like all wrong. So oh, yeah, I just gave up on that one. And so that's what we call it. We call it the hip hop puppet video, because it, it the video. It wasn't video. It wasn't working. That is so like, funny. People were like, "Wow, all the people replicated." And I was like, "It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real long story." But do you get the point? Yeah, this is I not can, an option. This is <laughs> not <a laughs> an option. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, we're going to go into the take care stack. Global is Music true, for Life. Work it, it, mouth. Mouth. it. Oooh, out, sweat, got They're water in my bottle. I eat good, feel good, look like a mother. Disease are cancer when I'm in Japan, mean the sun like on looking good. Got them like sick, she gotta die, pop it I'm eating outside, in the morning, running outside. Tokyo, yeah, I'm a Tokyo diamond, looking like a mother, because I put the time in. I live good, I'm just trying to keep a balance in. Healthy ain't easy, you know that it's a challenge, but. into a little exercise each day, i must up to replace all of the French fries with more fruits from fast to whole foods. Uh, when I dip, no chips, eat produce. Make a balanced meal, no carbs and no juice. Uh, moderation makes it all cool. Never every day, once a week for drive-thrus. Uh, feeling good, love my body cause I care, no. Waiting for the elevator, I'ma take the stairs. Uh, early in the morning, I be out running. Got one life to live, ain't trying to live another. More concerned with Well That's going to depend on your age And there's actually a formula Which off the top of my head In my sleepy state I cannot remember But there's a formula that a formula that will tell you What your resting heart rate Should be and mm-hmm. it's going to be Based on your age And um, It's your age and I think we put in your height Or your weight or something like that But it's really easy to figure out But you want to know what your resting heart rate should be. And then depending on what it is you're trying to do, if you're trying to burn fat versus if you're trying to, um, you know, run a, you know, some Olympic or do some Olympic sport, then Mm -hmm. you're going to have a different heart rate that that you're going to want to target. But the better shape you're in, the lower your resting heart rate will be. So, like, I run every day about an hour. So my resting heart rate is around 60. So, you know, but if I were trying to burn fat, then i um, if you put in the numbers into the formula, my my heart rate, I only need to get up to about 118. Mm. Whereas for years and years and years, I was doing it incorrectly, and I was getting my heart rate up to 150, 160, thinking that, oh, you know, I'm working harder, I'm working harder, I'm going to burn off more fat, burn off more fat, because obesity ran in my family. When the reality was I was burning off more muscle, I was burning off, burning oh. off glucose, but I wasn't burning off fat because I was working too hard. And so, on the, if you, um, if you ever go to Dr. Kiki Hurt MD, my uh, Facebook page, and um, look through like old posts or someone asks a question, then I'll, you know, I put those the answers to those questions there, so that people know. And now that he he has brought that question up, I'll make it the answer for tomorrow's um blog. I'll blog Fabulous. that tomorrow. You know, so that he'll know that um, you know the formula and what numbers he should be at, Um, because it's very easy to figure out. But you have to figure Mm -hmm. out what your goal is. Is your goal to burn fat, or is your goal to you know just increase your own yeah you know your own um, cardiovascular health? Mm Which means that you, when you're just like doing nothing, your heart rate should be slow. You shouldn't be sitting around with a heart rate of ninety. If you're sitting around with a heart rate of ninety. And you're probably a little bit too overweight and your heart has to work harder to feed blood to all of your organs and get past that fat. But when your heart okay. doesn't have to work that hard, then it's going to be on the lower side. <laughs> now, Dr. Hurt, what do you do in order to mentally separate yourself from your job? I know your job is stressful and you encounter every personality, every type of illness. What do you do to separate things? Honestly, I just have a very deep belief in God and, you know, I love everybody, atheist uh, Jewish, uh, Muslim. I don't really care what your religion is, honestly. Um, but my personal um, religion is I just believe in God. And so what I do is when things are too heavy, when things are are um, too much, when, you know, the one more child comes in and the one just died and now here comes another one that's about to, uh, I just turn inward to God and I, I say my little prayers for myself and, I just keep it moving, you know. Okay. I, I keep it moving. That's there's for me. There is no secret for me, you know. Like people, they like to go on vacation. They like to go, on, uh, you know, to Italy, to Rome, and to all these different places. I'm I'm very I'm cool just going home, sitting around, watching a funny movie. I'm I'm cool riding my bike in a neighborhood, and seeing people happy because if I if I, if I meet Sai in person and Sai's not happy, then my the natural thing for for me to do. It's to try and figure out a way to make your life a better life because that's what makes me happy. And people get all upset at me. They're like, oh, you know what, you know, we want to buy you something. We want to buy you something. And it's like, but buying, there's nothing that you can buy me that's going to make me happy um, because material things don't make me happy. What makes me happy and what gives me peace and what makes it okay for me to wake up each and every day is that I've done something to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. So you wow. know, I, when I when I when I made thirty thousand dollars when I was a resident, you know, <laughs> and living in Hyde Park across the street from where the president lives now, uh, mm. I was totally rich. Because remember, in the cotton field, I only made twenty dollars a day. <laughs> right, So when I right. made thirty thousand, I could afford baby lotion, just a <laughs> baby lotion like that. I the was good like, kind. wow, the good kind it smelled good. I had baby oil. You know, mm-hmm. I could pay the lights, the electric. I didn't have to worry. I had a car. Oh, it's my little God, things. I had a Honda Civic and I had yes. brush my teeth every day, and I did not have to worry. So it's like I have been so rich for so long, mm-hmm. and, you know, richness isn't about money. No, so it's, it's like, what do, what do I do? I just say, hey, God, where you at? You know, where you at? You got my back? Oh Okay. Yes. That's and that's it. That's it. That's what it's to me. It's, it's very simple, you know. Uh, I don't look for other people to make me happy. You know, I, 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 I look to God to make me happy and look to God, to hold me, to wipe my tears, and to, to just make it okay, to help me wake up in the morning and continue writing the stories, you know? So, yeah. Um, that's that's a, inspiring, that's Dr. Hurt. That's so inspiring. And I we, we hope that you can rub some other physicians out there that don't have that <laughs> same insight. So we don't want to put our hands around their neck and choke them up when they oh, ignore no. what we say. <laughs> I think that there are a lot more physicians like me than you know I think uh, You know, the the problem is Is that um, people don't understand that the system Is just so messed up You know, just the way the system is set up That Mm -hmm. it's like, you know People, I mean, people are people You know, I worked probably a couple of weeks ago I was doing anesthesia and I did it for about 12 hours 12 hours of work You know, I've gone to school 20 years, spent a half a million in loans because I didn't have the money, so I had to borrow it. Mm -hmm. And I worked for 12 hours, and after 12 hours of work, I got a check for at the end of the day for $200. And so at 12 hours, I was like, you know, I think I would have been better off, like, mowing lawns or something today because, I mean, I couldn't even pay my malpractice or anything with that. So I, I can understand how my colleagues get caught up because it's all about, for for some of this, you have to do a lot of volume to take care of your family. And it's, not, and it's not that they don't want to spend that extra time, but, you know, I don't have kids. I'm not married. I'm single, you know, um, because I have a goal, and that goal is to, you know, change the world. And mm-hmm. once I've gotten to that point where I can, you know, see where I can make a difference, then maybe I'll settle down, and maybe if I had the responsibilities of other people like you with an eighteen year old, maybe I I wouldn't be so adamant about, okay, you know what, I'm going to do what I wanna do and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose what cases and I'm not you know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to work for this patient even if they don't have money. Because I don't it doesn't matter. If I don't if if you can't pay me and I don't have money tomorrow, well, who cares? I got some ramen noodles. I'm Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) You know? But if you got kids, you you can't say that, but I can say that because you know, I don't need a lot of food. I don't need, um, you know, I don't have to worry about if, if my wife or my husband or, you know, if they're sick or if they, you know, got to go to work. So God has blessed mm-hmm. me in a lot of ways. And I have tons of friends around me who if I ever need anything, they're like, oh, you broke again? We got you. <laughs> so we got you, Doc. Like, we got right. you. Cause they know. They're like, oh, we know. You You. You. Just, you. You know, went out and made a song about, you know, breast <laughs> cancer. You know, it's HIV. We we know what you did. You know, so I'm like, Yuck. yeah. Can I come over for dinner? They're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. come on. Everybody go to drkikihurt.md.com. And tell us about the pamphlet that you have, Save Your Own Life, Mini oh, it's Medical School. Uh, it's a book. I, I actually um I wrote a book, Uh, I guess it's been two years now. Um, That was my first. The first time that I just decided that, hey, you know, what I was doing just wasn't enough because I can only take one, take care of one patient at a time. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to write this book called Mini Medical School. And because, you know, my parents, like I said, they wouldn't let me read and everything, at some point I stopped wanting to read. I only wanted to read for information. And so, you know, what I, or, or read about what I wanted to know about. So I was like, I need to write a book that um, people will want to read and that people can read it quickly or at least that they can reference it quickly. And so I I wrote a book kind of like um, cliff notes. So it's a 90 page book. It's all in color. Every chapter is two pages long. And then I summarize every chapter with wow. a paragraph. And it's in blue. And so, so that if you didn't want to read that chapter, and I, and I and I actually call it like medicine for dummies. And dummies being nice. people like me who who I just want to look at the pictures at this point. If it's not something I'm really interested in, it's like, can I see the pictures? <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I'll, like, get stories from around that, you know, whether it be on AOL or the Wall Street Journal or whatever. It's like, okay, let me see what I can figure out. And so when I wrote the book, I, I didn't think about the cost of the book, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I'll write this book, and I'll sell it for, like, $5 a book, and then people that don't have access to health care, they have access to the chapters are like, what's wrong with my heart? What's wrong with my lungs? What's wrong with my brain? And then I show you actually, you know, I went and I bought the pictures um, or I, I got the license for these awesome, beautiful pictures that showed you where your lungs are, where your heart is, where your gallbladder yeah. is. You'd be surprised when so people don't know where those organs are. So we can actually have a conversation. And then in the back right. of the book, I put a section for you to write down your medicine, a section for you to write down your doctor, for you to write down your surgery. And the book is small so you can stick it like in your purse. Oh, see, I'm going. I'm getting that. I'm well, going to. get, I'm getting that today <laughs> because. Well, uh, the, now, see, like I told you, sometimes ideas. Uh, so I had the idea and I the concept was all good intentions, but when I went to the people to publish it, and lots of people wanted to publish it, they wanted to sell the book for thirty-two dollars. Well, the mm. people that I needed to get the book can't afford a thirty-two dollar book. Right. And it wasn't because it's so long because it's only ninety pages. But it was mm-hmm. because of those color photos. But the color photos are what makes the book, you know. Right. The color yeah. photos and then that, that, that little paragraph in the back of each section, that's what makes the book so powerful so that you can come in and you can have a conversation about, you know, lupus or about, hey, well, why aren't you testing me for this? Because, you know, I've read this book, you know, and it, it says, you know, here, you know, if I'm waking up with these symptoms and these symptoms, I should go and see a doctor. So why aren't you, you know, let's let's talk so that you can Mm -hmm. have a conversation with your physician or your nurse practitioner or whoever it is that's taking care of you. And so what I ended up doing was, after becoming very frustrated, was just saying, hey, you know what, I didn't write the book to make money anyway. I wrote the book to get the information out to people. So I'll just give it away, and the cheapest way I found to give it away was to make it into an Mm e-book. And that way you just go to my site, you sign up at um, hurtmd.com, and you can download it for free, you know. Um, wow. I mean, I I think I pay maybe twenty bucks a month to to for something for the ebook people or something. something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. So like they have to keep it. I, I don't really get it. But anyway, it's free to anyone who goes to the site and you want to download it. You know, I I actually had like maybe four hundred copies printed, and the book. It, I mean, I love the book, but um, until I can afford to like. You know, make uh, at least two to 3,000 copies of the book Because, you know, it's like anything else The more copies you make, the cheaper mm-hmm. it is And yeah. have the an infrastructure Because then you want people to actually um, mail the book out, you know And right. it's like, okay, right. um, to the e-release is the cheapest way to get the book out But, I, you know, everybody that reads it, they love the book They think it's a great book So I really encourage people to go and, you know, download it from HurtMD.com Or it may even be on World of Music for Um, But it's free, it costs you absolutely nothing All you got to do, you sign up and boom, the book is yours Um, You know, and what's most important is in the back It has in there an advanced directive It has in there and, you know, I've checked it out And it's actually legal, I think in like 40 of the 50 states Where you can Mm -hmm. say who you want to take over your care In the case you can't speak for yourself Even if it's for three days or if it's for two days, you know um, you know, you can, like, you can put your medication down, which is something that people forget that we need to know, or your allergies, you know. Right. Keep up with your, you can keep up with everything. So it's like it's a great tool that I felt everybody should have. Because when Definitely. you come to me, you know, I want to know, okay, what are your medications? What surgeries have you had? Do you smoke? You know, when did you stop smoking? Um, You know, um, what did your mom have? What does your dad have? What surgeons have you seen? Do you have their numbers? You know, yeah. you can write those things down and people can come in And they can, you know, or doctor, if it's in your pocket, because it fits in your pocket, they can say, hey, let me read this. Right. That's um, a great idea because, you know, usually when people go to the doctor, they're not really like myself. I don't remember a lot of things, surgeries that I've had, and I'll forget and, And, you know, you're going for whatever ailment that you're suffering from. Not like if you have a pain in your stomach. You know, you're just thinking about that pain in your stomach. You're not thinking about all the medications that you have with the surgeries, you know, the diseases your mother and father have. Your your mind is on that pain in your stomach. So this is a good book to, I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to carry it with me. Well, fill it out, people. Just don't carry the book. We've got to fill it out, (laughs) fill out the information but i'm going to download it i'm going to input my information and register on drkikihurtmd.com and get the book and because the book can save your life especially if you're not able to talk you know a lot of people you know you may have had a, you may have had a stroke or something you know and then if you have the book available they can read this book and get all the information you know so this is a very great idea dr hurt thank you Oh, thank you. You know, the other thing is that people don't realize. You may just fall out. Maybe you get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if everybody knows, hey, you know what, I always has that book. You know, I always has that book. You know, hey, get right. the purse, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, I've had patients where they're like, oh, well, he's a, he's an organ donor. And really, he may or he may not be. Well, you can, in the book, you can say, yes, I do want to donate, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And all those, you know what I'm saying, just just the little things, things, People take for granted. Or maybe you want to know, what's wrong with my head? Why am I waking up every morning with headaches? And when you read the book, you find out, hey, that's not normal. You shouldn't wake up every morning with headaches. You know, it's not normal. <laughs> you see, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you should. It ain't normal. Are <laughs> like, you Are you stressed? Are you stressed? <laughs> Do you have a sinus infection? Do you have, you know, a brain tumor? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's just, just little things, little things. You know, it's all about educating people and giving you enough knowledge that you want to go and explore more. That's why mm-hmm. I try and you know, like we have a um we have a, a app, a Global Music for Life a Global Music for Life app that you can download to Android phones as well as to the iPhone and because I'm so busy I'm just learning how to use a thing and what I found is now every day I can go on I can actually just put um uh, put a blog into that app. So like nice. this morning what I blog was um symptoms of stroke, you know? Um, these mm-hmm. are the symptoms of a stroke And so, you know, it's just My my thing is just about education You know, if you can educate people If I can teach you how to take care of yourself If I can teach you how to survive That's a lot better than you coming in and me Reviving you that one time and you going back home And you not knowing what to do You know, right. I had a friend who, who had sarcoidosis And she uh, was at death's door At the age of 36 And we were sitting around in Chicago And she was like you know, I'm watching her eat I'm like, dude, you're you're like killing yourself with food She was mm-hmm. on all this prednisone and everything And I was like, why don't you try to eat foods That are, you know um, You know, that will boost your immune system And that will fight inflammation Instead of all this prednisone And, um, you know, I didn't think much of it You know, and then two years later She calls me up, she goes, oh, you saved my life I'm like, what are you talking about, girl? I don't say, say lies God says, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And she had gone to Mayo Clinic She had gone to, you know Cleveland's like she'd gone to all these places, but the day that she decided that she was going to, you know, start juicing and that she was going to, you know, choose foods that she knew, you know, um um didn't cause her to get sicker, she stopped using so much prednisone. And you will understand that she went from using twenty milligrams of prednisone a day to two point wow. five milligrams.
1: You know, wow, she went from a you know, hip
0: replacement to now she you know, she, she um she's a barber. She has her own shop where she was barely climbing stairs. And she's standing up all day working. That's wow. Standing up all day working, and she's telling me, oh, you saved my life. No, sweetie, I didn't save your life. You saved your life because Mm -hmm. you decided that your life was more important than food, and Mm -hmm. you understood that food was a chemical and that you had to understand how that chemical was going to affect your body, whether it be a dairy product or it be, you know, sugar or I like wine, but wine has a lot of sodium, so it swells me up so I don't drink wine at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to decide. And you have to figure out a way where it's something you can do all the time. I'm not going to give up wine because I do like to have a glass of wine, but I'm not only drinking once a week. And it's also very mm-hmm. good for your heart to increase the blood flow. So The I, red I wine, people, right? Yeah. The, you know, okay. I don't believe in people giving up anything that you like. I just believe you, you try and find a way to do it in moderation and mm-hmm. you'll be fine, you know? Okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah, wow, I have a I have a little different philosophy on, you know, medicine, but, hey, you know, it works for me. Uh, it works for, not, for, for my patients, so. And, and you're yeah. not big on pushing medications, too. That's what I read. No. And that's very no. refreshing. No. No, because every medicine has a side effect. It's not one mm-hmm. for a commercial, right? Because, you know, like, I'm like, okay, how can I get my message out? How can I get people to hear me? Because I'm just a little country doctor. And so <laughs> I'm looking at entertainment. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got to get on commercials. I guess I got to get on TV. I guess, you know, I got to do these things. And, you know, all those things are fun and, you know, they're relaxing to actually go and be on a television set, you know, uh, or whatever. But my goal really was to find a way to get into Hollywood so that I can get my message out and to get mm-hmm. people to pay attention. And... um um, you know, one of the things, the laws that they made was that, that uh, they made this law last year that you cannot be a doctor on television and not be a doctor <laughs> saying that you advocate for medicine. So anytime you see an actor and they're saying that they advocate for medicine,
1: a drug,
0: it's a real doctor. Now, what you don't know is if that doctor knows anything about that drug. All you right. know is if they're a doctor. And I went for an audition for this one particular drug, which I had never heard of. And so I'm reading this, this drug, and I'm like, this drug sucks. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like, girl, this is a horrible audition. I was reading it, and I was like, what? You can't monitor it. I'm like, no, I don't want to give that drug. There's no way to reverse it. I'm like, this sucks. Right, right. <laughs> I was just so I didn't get that job. <laughs> no, I didn't get that job. Uh-huh. It didn't work. Because oh, I was man. like, That's- I was like, no, so you probably won't see me doing commercials for drugs. If you do, it is something that I really believe really in. Really believe in. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, I don't care how much. And and, I, and it wasn't that I didn't need the money. Because to, to have Global Music for Life and to have, you know, um, MLL, which is like, you know, I've developed television shows that are like the equivalent of Law and Order to try mm-hmm. and get, you know, the to teach people in a way that's just like you would Law and Order. You can learn a lot in mean, law. But right. with my shows, you can learn a lot of medicine because it's about the patient. But it's not a documentary, and it's not a um, what do you call these these uh, these shows today that people are doing these uh, reality shows? It's just mm-hmm. like a regular Grey's Anatomy, but it's Grey's Anatomy focused more on the doctors and their lives. We're focusing on diseases, you know, and and the yeah. how patients got into those diseases and things of that nature. But I haven't found a way to get that on television. And so we have a song. Called Can't Go Out Like That. <laughs> I read that's heard that. It. That's about diabetes, you know. But we try and make songs that buff in the clubs, and so people, they'll hear the song later, but they'll, you know, they'll hear that beat first. But if they hear it, maybe, you know, when they hear it and they they the words get in their head, they'll be like, you know what? I, I ate once today. I don't need to eat again. You know, I just mm-hmm. ate. I'll eat later on when I'm hungry, you know. Or right. maybe I need to watch, you know, um, just whatever. I'm actually in Hollywood or Los Angeles a lot more than I'm in Chicago. Okay. um, But I like Chicago because that's where, you know, I did all my studies, but I stay in Hollywood because I'm really trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B because Mm -hmm. I just, you know, entertainment when you're in the news and you're on television, then that's how you reach the masses. So if you have a record and it goes platinum, then, you know, people got the word out, you know, Mm -hmm. but for us, the money that will come from a platinum record, unlike any other record label, we would take that money and build okay, we would take that money and build upscale foster homes. We would take the money and help dads that are trying to fight for their kids or help moms that you know are just single parents. So I right. have a whole different vision of where that money would go because remember i've been, I've already been rich at thirty thousand, so I don't need a billion dollars, but I plan on building a billion dollar empire. And the, the reason for that empire is so that billions of people can be helped. You know right. what I'm saying? Save so lives. it's like, you know, I I told you, you know, I'm very idealistic, but realism never got me anywhere. Damn. <laughs> so, there you, know, you go. It's just like, okay, you'll, now, you'll talk to me again, and you'll be like, oh, wow, that really is fun. I'm like, yes, I remember what we were talking about. I'm like, I'm not going to stop. I'm not. going well, I got to put- eat ramen noodles every night, that's what I'll do. I don't care. Like, right now, you know, I'm about to eat. I got a bag of lace, potato chips, and a vitamin water. It's free oh from the gosh. hospital. Thank you, hospital. Because, um, you know what? The money I have needs to go into, like, advertising. Because yeah. now we had a product, and people didn't believe a product could be produced where people would like it. Now I got the product. Now it's about getting that app out, and people listening to the songs, and, and buying the songs, and getting into the school system, and becoming part of the the school curriculum and, and mm-hmm. you know, getting into the clubs even, getting the,
1: getting the DJs bumping the songs into the clubs. And so
0: uh, it's just like. Uh, uh, you probably we, never gonna... gonna... You're like, that girl talks too much. No, I'm not <laughs> Dr. Hurt. I love it when my guests <laughs> talk. I, I love that. And every time you speak, you're giving important information. And that's why I'm listening. And I don't want to let you go, but I want to let you go so you can go to sleep. But I don't want to let you go because I'm enjoying the conversation so much. So. Wow. I'm what i'm gonna do i'm gonna man i'm gonna promote this as hard as I can. We have to save lives i'm gonna put this on the sci effect um fan page on facebook I'm gonna be heavily on Twitter with it, and also I will you know tell my I have groups on Facebook and I'll merge that into all of the groups as well, so we can save some lives you know I always pray for guidance because I am a human. You know, mm-hmm. and if you listen to my song, I See You, um, you'll hear it. And I, and, I, and I, I, when I wrote that song along with Kate Jackson, um, you know, I was like, you know, I need a song for me, for the patients, so they can understand. You can't depend on me to save your life, because I can't save your life. Mm-hmm. But you can depend on me to see you as somebody's mother, somebody's brother, somebody's mm-hmm. sister. I will never, ever look at you as just a number, you know. And Amen. I will give you all that I have. Your health is your wealth. Mm-hmm. Without health, you have nothing. Um, Bill, as much as I loved um, the head of Microsoft, Stephen, um, what's his name? I I'm losing it right now. And we got to be ashamed of ourselves because I have an iPhone I know, right cause now. I, I know because <laughs> I'm always reading about him, and he's a, he's a genius. But as much as he, you know, much, I mean, Apple has set the standard for so many things, and everything I have is Apple, you know, but he, he's no longer with us. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he had pancreatic cancer. He, you know, he he was so into his business and so into different things that he forgot to take care of himself.
1: Steve you know? Jobs,
0: yes. Steve Jobs. And so it's mm-hmm. like even though we have this guy who's a genius who's a billionaire, you know, he really didn't take care of himself at the end. And right. now it's like we that's a loss to us because this guy was a genius. He wasn't someone who, you know... Went to Harvard and stayed at Harvard. I think at some point he broke off and just went and did his own thing. He sure and did. It, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like when you have people like that, you need them to stay around. So his health was everything. So with all the billions of dollars that he made, that that does not equate to you know him being here today. That money mm-hmm. until he's left a legacy. But it would be great to still have Steve Jobs around. It would be great because he could still help him be help us to be inventing things and to get things to a better place and even economically because here comes here goes a guy who wasn't like super rich who built a billion dollar empire that changes mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So his yeah. health, his health was like we needed him to be healthy. Yes, we Without did. Without your health, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Your health is your wealth. You can be totally rich if you're healthy. And you can be as poor as a bag of garbage if you, you're your 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 health is, you know, dying and
1: mm-hmm. you got a billion
0: dollars in the bank and you can't get up and feed yourself. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. Now speaking of legacies, what legacy will will Doctor Kiki Hurt would like to leave? You know, before I close my eyes for the last time, before I take that last breath, I want people to I know that Dr. Kiki Hurt cared, that she gave her life trying to fight for your life. Because when you you read the Bible, you know, he says, no greater love shall a man have than to lay down his life for his brother or his sister. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's the way I feel. So that's what I want to leave behind. Hey, you know what? I had a great time doing it. I had fun. I enjoyed it. And I was willing to be my brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. Whew, that's a mouthful, Dr. Hurt. And, uh, you know, I- I'm sure that is the legacy that you will definitely leave because I'm inspired. Yeah. If you're important to somebody. You may be the only reason that someone wakes up this morning. Whew. You may be the only driving force for getting up and doing what they do. You know, mm. and people don't understand just how important they may be to somebody else. What advice would you give someone pursuing a career in medicine Or someone simply pursuing their dreams You know, you never give up It's like you never give up You never listen to the people that are doubting you Including yourself You know, it's like there there are days when I'm like Wow, I truly do have $5 in the bank today (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like Well, hey, that's $5 more than what somebody else has you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like you don't give up you, as long as you believe that other people around you will believe in your dreams. And even if they don't, as long as you believe, you just keep on going. Because I'm telling you, I'm a little girl from Hall, Tennessee, who had to teach herself to read, who went from that to being, you know, a triple border physician. And it mm-hmm. didn't happen by me not believing. It didn't happen by by chance. It's just, you know, I never gave up. And if you never give up, you'll get there. And so you just got to, no matter how bad the storm is, no matter how how hard it seems, no matter, you know, it's like, really? You mean the, the lights are out, the gas is out, and mm-hmm. the car is broke? You got to be like, well, I guess I'm walking to work today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just got to find a humor in it. It's like, wow, right. everything is broke. Well, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Time, find a friend to go with me. You know, it's just like, whatever. Take your music. It's like, hey, I got I can afford two batteries today. I'm walking to work in the snow in Chicago. It's okay. you got to find that. That's why the production company is MLL, Medicine, Life, and Laughter, a little bit of laughter, because that's the way I've lived my life. You know, that's the way, that's all I see, you know, yeah. medicine, life, and all I need is a little bit of laughter to make it through the day, because well, th- crying only gets you wet.
1: <laughs> and I
0: know what you know. I'm, I'm I got tired of getting wet. Let me tell you, I got tired of changing my shirt. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Kiki Hurt, thank you so much coming on the side effect I appreciate you I appreciate all that you're doing Can you tell everybody How they can connect with you On the social media Well first of all Thank you for inviting me And for you know Talking to me Because I really appreciate that And helping me to get the word out I appreciate that I appreciate you And I got much love for you Um, And second of all The way they can connect with me um, We're on iTunes they go to iTunes, they could download um, Global Music 4, Life is number 4, Global Music 4, and the word Life is two words. They can download the app, and they can get all the songs and hear them for free, and the complete songs and all the videos and watch the videos for free. And if they choose to buy it, they can buy it. Uh, If Mm -hmm. they have any medical questions, they can come to Dr. Kiki Hurt, MD, that's my Facebook page, and Mm -hmm. ask me medical questions and i try and answer them the same day um depending on how how um heavy of a workload that i have you mm-hmm. know but if if they're just persistent i will answer your medical questions um you know um okay. and those are the main ways it's like either my facebook page or the best thing for people to do is to download that um that uh, the application that app. on itunes right cuz it's a free it's a free download mm-hmm. you know my my vision my vision is that the download is free of the app, and then every month, once we really get up and going and the infrastructure is built and we have money, that every month we will make three new songs, and those songs will be able to be streamed through for free. And so people Um, will always have access to free health information. Now, whether or not you choose to buy it, that's fine. You know, that will only help the company. But even if you don't choose to buy it, you still have access to free health information. You know? Great, yeah. Listen to those songs because on that application on that app, like I said, every day I put a blog on with some new information about strokes or about diabetes or about lupus or whatever anybody wants to know about. Just all I need to know is you want to know about it and I'll put it up there. And if it's a specialty that's outside of my specialty, then I'll go to my colleagues and I'll say, Hey, tell them about that drug that's on the market. Now what does mm-hmm. it really do? Right. <laughs> you know, I tell yes. you one thing on TV And then it's the a whole I'm like, no Ooh, <laughs> me know. You know, So if they download the app Then they'll get all the music for free And they can listen to it If they decide to buy it, that's great And if not, they can at least get all the tweets That we tweet out every day And, and I tweet medical information all day long And, okay. you know um, They can get the book for free at HurtMD.com And, you know, I mean you, there there are so many ways to connect with me that it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. All you gotta do is type in my name, Doctor Kiki Hurt M D, and you'll find you'll find me. Well, thank you, sir, and I wish the same for you. And I am sure that we will meet and talk again because this yes. has been a fun morning. You guys are tired, it's crazy. I'm so I mean, glad. I am so tired. I'm gonna fall asleep. And I'm just like, whatever, you know. What I'm but you have made this so fun and enjoyable. Usually, I'm like, oh God, what am I gonna get? But no, this is I'm really glad. So cool. And, I'm I, and I, just to, I am so proud of you for the way you handle your disease because, you know, I think that that GOAT will, go, will take you a long way. You'll be on this earth a long time living well with lupus and doing it because you. of, the, of your attitude about it. You know, and people don't recognize, it's all about your attitude. It is. And I love your attitude. I love it. Thank you. Thank uh-uh. you, Dr. Kiki. You're not going to let us. So how how do people press you know how do they get from point A to point B? They become shy. and they say, "Hey, I'm not Aww. gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm a laugh. I'm telling you. What? I'm telling I got a little pain. I'm a laugh. I'm I'm, I'm telling doors. you. That's what I plan. Do. I plan on being here with the roaches. You know the roaches never die. That's how that's <laughs> Oh I'm my gosh, <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Attention ladies, are you tired of wearing jeans that make your booty look as flat as a pancake? Are you tired of sitting on soft surfaces and not being able to leave that curvaceous booty print? Well then look no further, I am sigh and I was just approved for an unlimited Home Depot credit card. And I just purchased pounds of cement, super glue, and racks on racks on racks on racks of fix-up flat. 1-800-BIG-BOOTY for your free consultation with me, yours truly. I am Psy, and I will have your booty going from when to damn in 10 minutes. Call me. 1-800-BIG-BOOTY. All operators are standing by.